0: Welcome to episode 6 of this season's Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. I'm Kyle, and this week my co-host Mike will be joining me for part 1 of our episode, where we're sitting down with Callen Spiller from the women's basketball team. Later on, Mike will also be interviewing Ike Noweke from the men's team. But up first, it's Callen Spiller. Cal, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Kyle. I'm glad to be here.
0: For anybody that doesn't know, Cal is a junior transfer from Seattle, Washington. Uh, You played your freshman season at Seattle University close to home, had to sit out last year the transfer year, but now you're back on the court, so what's it like to be back out there?
1: I think having the transfer year makes you appreciate playing a whole lot more. I think I got to see my team from a different angle than I'm used to. I think I learned a lot about my teammates, our coaches, our offense, everything, sitting out and seeing all that, being able to come back makes every game so much more exciting and more uh, meaningful. For sure, it's a blast to be out there with my teammates and not just being confined to the bench. So it's been a blast so far, and I'm excited for the rest of the season.
0: I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. I'm Mm going to read your accolades from uh, your freshman year at Seattle. You were the 2017-18 WAC Freshman of the Year. You were named to the WAC's all-newcomer team. You you helped lead Seattle to its first WAC title and NCAA tournament appearance in school history. So we can talk about that a little bit if you want. That was exciting. Mm You averaged 9.2 points. You led all WAC freshmen in rebounding, and you had 28 points in the first round of the WAC tournament against UMKC. Talk about that game first, 28 points in the first round of the tournament.
1: That game was a big one for us. I think going into that tournament, our team knew that we had the potential to do something special, and our team went out in that game, our first game in Las Vegas, and we played really well as a team. I happened to be the one who got open for a lot of those plays and happened to finish those plays off of great passes from my teammates, but... That game felt like I was just open for layup after layup after layup. So I just got to be the recipient of some passes and some great looks out of our offense. So I just kind of got lucky with that one and was in the right place in the right time and had some good moves to the rim too. But it was a big team effort for sure.
0: And I might be wrong here, but you played Oregon in the NCAA tournament? you did. Oh, okay, there. See, I, just wanted to, I mean, what was it like to just be a part of the tournament? Go, you know, like all the glamour that is the NCAA tournament. What was that like?
1: It was a blast. I think it's an experience that I really want my team here at Columbia to experience, and I think we're on the right track to get there because I think you're just a part of history. It's something you grow up watching, something you grow up wanting to be a part of, and especially taking the floor against one of the most storied programs in the nation right now and some of the most talented players in the nation right now. I think it's something that I'll remember forever, and it's something that I really am striving to get back to with my Columbia crew here.
2: Is that something the coaches are kind of stressing with you, to? share with your teammates so they can have some extra motivation not that they need it but to kind of get to that next level
1: I think it's I think they like that I've had the experience of being there and seeing the hard work that it takes to get a team to get to that point there was a point last season where we'd had a couple losses and the coaches said "Like Cal made it here Cal what do you think about this and I said you know my team last met Seattle U which was the year before we didn't win every single game. I think we were pretty close to 500 if not even and we just won games at the right time and hit our stride at the right time. So I told my teammates you know it's not about winning every single game as much so as everyone would love to do that. At some points you're going to hit adversity. You're just going to have to bounce back and find that stride at the right moments. So for us it's going to be these pre these preseason games are going to be huge for us for building into the Ivy League conference play. But once we get to conference play, it's about winning those games there, carrying it forward, and making those moments count. It doesn't matter when it comes, but if you start playing together, gelling together at the end, that's what I learned from my freshman year. That's when you need to pull it together, and you'll get to good places if you do.
0: Many, some people may not know this about you, but you're a very good uh, two-sport athlete in your own right. You played volleyball in high school. You are recruited to play volleyball even in college. I was. Uh, Al- Coach Keeley here with the volleyball <laughs> team hasn't uh, talked to you at all, has she?
1: I've chatted with her a couple times. It's for sure tough to go and watch our volleyball team play out there. I've, I do love volleyball, too, and that was always a tough decision for me to make. But I'm really glad that I ended up on the Columbia women's basketball team. Um, playing with my teammates, but volleyball for sure is a part of my heart that will always be there. For sure? What
0: position were you?
1: I was a full rotation outside hitter, so outside, wow. I was an outside. I loved passing, loved serving.
0: But you gotta love getting up and hitting the ball. And oh, I love that, too. Of that <laughs> was great. That was great.
1: I loved killing it, and my high school team won our state tournament, and I was actually the state MVP my senior year. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Congratulations. So I you. might have written that
0: in your bio, but I do not remember it. So.
1: Yeah, so Saying goodbye to volleyball was tough, but I think basketball has always been a sport that challenges me and continues to challenge me, so it's fun to get to play that at the collegiate level.
2: We joked a little bit before we started recording about how you and Joseph Smoyer are kind of tied in together, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of... It's a huge coincidence that you get two transfers the same year coming from the Pacific Northwest. So yeah. is there a connection between you guys? Talk a little bit about that.
1: For sure. Well, we met during transfer orientation, and I think it was tough for me not to see him standing out among <laughs> the crowd, <Yeah>. just towering <laughs> over everyone. So I was like, that must be the men's basketball transfer. I think I
0: only go up to about his chest when yeah. I next <laughs> to
1: him. Exactly. So I saw him in the crowd, and I went up and was like, hey, are you the men's basketball transfer? And then continuing to learn that he's from Portland, played at UP his first couple years, and then I was from Seattle, played there. Um, we both ended up together at Columbia. I think it was a learning experience for both of us to not be able to play last season. So there are points when I'd ask him when the team would be on the road and he wasn't traveling and I'd be like, hey, how's it going? He'd be getting shots up while his team was gone and I'd be here when my team was gone. Right. So I think there were some shared common experiences that helped us get to know each other better.
0: Uh, getting away from basketball, just for a second, we had Jay on the podcast last week. It was Thanksgiving last week. Did you were you at Michaela Markham's house? She said, Oh, you Mm -hmm. were there. So, how was that? How did that go? It
1: was incredible. I'm so thankful to Michaela's family for having us over and giving us some time at an actual home, you know, feeling kind of getting away from campus. I love our Columbia campus, but it was nice to have a night at someone else's home with parents, you know, taking care of you for Thanksgiving. We had a great time just having a couple days together to explore Manasquan. And we had some great acai bowls. The team loves those. And, of course, Michaela's family treated us to a delicious Thanksgiving dinner with some special Italian twists. I was going <laughs> to say,
0: when I was talking to Jay last week, she said she was looking forward to the pasta at the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner. And I was like, I've, I have never had that at Thanksgiving dinner, but I would be all about yeah, it. The Did
1: very first course was a pasta dish. Oh,
0: courses. This and
1: is very traditional uh, Italian. Yeah. It,
0: okay. Uh,
2: speaking to somebody who's married to an Italian family. like yes. I
0: should know this. I am like from an Italian family, but... I have never heard of the pasta at Thanksgiving.
1: It was the very first thing. Her grandma and her grandpa brought it out. I would love to say the name, but I'm going to butcher it. Was it 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 was that. It
0: was Manigat. That's the traditional
2: first course of Thanksgiving for Italian families. Well, that's what we do at Christmas
0: uh, and my Italian side of the family. Okay, continue.
1: And that was delicious. So it was really fun to get to experience Thanksgiving at someone else's home and see another family's tradition. And I brought some sparkling apple cider, which is my family's tradition, so I brought that to them.
0: Is that like a Northwest thing, or is that just a Spiller tradition?
1: It's at least a Spiller tradition. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for the whole <laughs> Pacific Northwest, but I hope it is. It's my favorite holiday drink. So. All
0: right, we'll get back to the basketball a little bit. The team right now on a three-game winning streak. Oh yes. A uh, road win over the NEC champions from last year, Robert Morris. A road win at Army a couple weeks ago. And then last weekend, a uh, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, just a dominating win over a Milwaukee team out of the Horizon League. What have you seen out there by your teammates that, and even yourself, that has been going so well?
1: I think it's just so exciting to see the transition from last season to this season with my teammates. I think so many people have improved individually. Our team has improved cohesively as a whole. I think that some of those, Robert Morris was a close battle through the whole, it came down to the last couple seconds.
0: Ugly wins, as Coach Roz likes to yep. put it, as
1: they like to say. But you know, I came <laughs> out of that game like a win's a win, and a yes, win, exactly. let's celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so coming out of that game, it was a it was a battle, it was a fight, and it was really exciting to come out on top for once. It felt like last season we get so close, and to see us this season kind of get over that hump and get those wins in the win column is super exciting. Army was another battle too. They're, that team is very tough, and don't they don't give up, and it was really exciting to see our team take control on the defensive end I think it came down to some big defensive stops with Lillian and in the front court and people getting steals that ended up leading us to victory in that game and Milwaukee felt like a whole a whole team effort to earn that win we were pretty dominant from the beginning and teams like that the coaches stressed the whole week they're not going to give up they're going to keep clawing back you have to make sure to keep them there and I think our team did a really good job of holding true to our principles and holding true to what we wanted to do and that allowed us to kind of make that lead margin bigger and bigger and bigger. 74-46, to
0: 46, the score to that Milwaukee game mm-hmm. last Saturday. Do you think uh, uh, with the way that the Robert Morris win and the Army win both went with the team was down seven in the fourth quarter and then over the final seven minutes put together a huge rally in both games to win those, to win those two games, do you feel like that really brought on how the team performed in the Milwaukee game last Saturday?
1: For sure. I think weathering those storms teaches you – What to do and what not to do in those situations and since we've learned that in the previous games we were able to go into milwaukee knowing we have to throw that first punch we have to come out stronger and not let us get into those situations and if we did get into those we knew how to weather them so i think getting a little confidence in knowing that we can win games and we're going to win games was really helpful going to the milwaukee game especially when we were down a lot of numbers due to injury and things like that we were able to come together and battle together so that was a really big win for our program in my opinion
2: also good, good for you guys, too, to be able to take lessons from wins and continue to improve upon that and put together a performance like that on Saturday. do not It's not just losses you, lose, you learn from, but it's also wins.
1: For sure, especially because every game has moments of adversity and moments of greatness. And so you have to learn how to string together those moments of greatness and then figure out how to weather those storms of adversity so you can come back stronger after. And whether it's a win or a loss, each game is going to have plenty of those moments inside to learn from.
0: One of the biggest things I've noticed this season that the team has improved upon is rebounding. Uh, I know we said defense, but rebounding and blocks, block shots. And you're a big part of that. You and uh, Hannah Pratt uh, and Caitlin Davis, you know, and I'm sure there's some other bigs that maybe I'm not mentioning. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you had to notice that out there this year. I mean, I was doing a little bit of research, and last year through seven games the team was like 250th or worse than the NCAA in rebounding and blocks, and now this year – Top 60 in rebounding, rebounding margin, and block shots. I mean, it's so crucial to try and keep yourself in games and stop teams from going on big runs. Have you noticed that?
1: I think that from last season, there were so many games where we'd get out-rebounded, and it felt like the other team would get every single rebound. And this year, to see Hannah get out there, Caitlin get out there, Sienna, Mad Pack, everyone is getting out there and grabbing these boards, and that's huge for us because we're a team that likes to run, And if we can get the rebounds, our guards are going to get out there and get down the floor. So securing those rebounds has been really big. And it's been nice to see that we're boxing people out on those boards, seeing that we're securing them and not letting little guards come and take them away. But I think that's been a huge development in our team's play as a whole. And it's been fun to see it even improve over the season from game to game.
2: So as Kyle's mentioned in his notes, there is more size on this team. Is it a combination of that and it being a point of emphasis? Or is it one thing more than another?
1: I think rebounding has been a point of emphasis for our team for both the seasons I've been here. And so I think we worked on it a lot last season, and I think this year we do have some of the more pieces to help us achieve those goals of um, winning the rebounding battles. So it's been a point of emphasis with Coach G and Coach Roz and all of our coaches to make sure that we're going to win games if we're out rebounding the other team. But it feels like this year we kind of have more of the components who can get in there and help make it happen.
0: Yeah, because even some of the guards, I mean, Abby Shu, I mean, she had 12 mm-hmm. rebounds against Milwaukee. Yes. I mean, she's not a big by any means. I mean, she's a, she's, a swing, she's a swing man, essentially. So you see it from all across the board. All right, next thing I want to talk about, Cal, is your major. Can you uh, let everybody know what your m- major is and why you chose it?
1: So I'm a psychology major, and I'm hoping to complete the special concentration in business management throughout my senior year. So I chose psychology because I've always been fascinated by people why people make the decisions they do, how to make people happy in a lot of ways. And so my psychology classes that I've taken have always been the most interesting and most um, fun for me to take, honestly. And so when it came to deciding on a major, I decided pretty early that I wanted to be a psychology major because I don't exactly know what kind of career I'd love to have, but I always know I want to be working with people and helping people being in a position where I'm interacting with people on a constant basis. So that's why I chose psychology as my major.
2: So finals are coming up. How do you balance um, schoolwork, papers, exams, and basketball uh, in this this two-week stretch here?
1: For me, I also am a resident advisor for first years. So that's thrown in. We have a lot of activities that we're doing with our first years. So for me, time management is especially important. I think I have to look ahead at my schedule for the next couple of weeks and say, all right, this is when I'm going to write this paper. This is when I'm going to study for this test and start as early as possible because I've learned when I was younger that I personally need to study something in the weeks leading up to it. So your brain kind of processes it, has more time for it to sink in. So starting early is huge for me and making sure that I just find the time to fit in everything that I have to yeah. do. No
2: all-nighters for you?
1: No, you need sleep. <laughs> your brain needs to be able to power all you're studying.
0: Well, it's nice that during the final stretch that the team will be at home. This is part of a four-game homestand, Friday morning's game, the second game. Uh, You'll also play Davidson Monday night, December 9th at 7 p.m., and then after finals, a game at home against NJIT. What do you think the team needs to do to continue to be successful during this stretch?
1: During this stretch, I think our team really needs to hone in on the components of our game that we want to focus on. We're playing three teams that, from what I can see, are pretty different with their talents and their strengths. But I think that our team just needs to focus on our game and do what we do best. And I've seen when my teammates do that, that we've been really successful. So no, what, no matter what the other team throws at us in these games, as long as we stick to our principles and to what we want to do, um, I think we'll end up being able to win these games and find success over the next couple of weeks.
0: I want to move ahead to Friday morning's game, the Education Day game. Uh, the stands, I'm sure, will be packed as they always are for this game. Uh, over 2,000 elementary school students expected to be in attendance from all of the New York City, uh, so, uh, some of the New York City schools. I think we have about 16 schools coming. Are you looking forward to that game?
1: I'm very excited. We always practice during the week. The coaches put on a loudspeaker with a YouTube video of crowds clapping, so we get prepared for it. I always look forward to it. I think I personally love it when the gym is full of energy and especially with all those little kids there it's going to be very energetic and yes we're going to have to be paying more attention to calls and listening and being more attentive but i think when the gym's full of that energy for me it really pumps me up and hypes me up and gets me ready to go so i'm excited to get back into that environment i played in a couple my first year and they were always really memorable
0: i was going to ask you that i mean you had to have been part of some of these games i know last year you you know obviously in the transfer year you had to sit on the bench during our education day game mm-hmm. but your first year, you were part of a couple, I'm sure, one at home, obviously, and then uh, one, at least one on the road.
1: The first one I started was at Cal Berkeley, and it was their education game in Hawes Pavilion, which was huge, so there were so many kids in there. We played Montana with lots of kids in there, and so I just think it's fun to play with that energy and Give kids a good show on their day of their field trip, you know. They exactly. get to leave class. Yeah, right. They're looking forward to it, so you got to give them a good good game.
0: Yeah, the kids get to tour the campus before the game. They'll be here early. They, you know, go on uh, individual tours of campus, uh, self-led tours, if you will, by their teachers and chaperones, and then the game starts at 11 a.m. All right,
2: so switching gears again, it's the calendar's turned over to December. So you already talked about your sparkling cider tradition. What are some of your other favorite holiday traditions that you've done growing up?
1: My mom actually visited this weekend, and she brought a chocolate advent calendar with her. <laughs> so for every nice. day of the month of December, yeah. you open the little door, and you yeah. get a little piece of chocolate. My kids have
2: those right now, yep.
1: So a I have morning. that every morning to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> That's one tradition in my family, and my younger brother's 15, so I know he's doing the same thing every morning back I home. I forgot
0: about those. I used to have those as a kid.
1: I love those. And then my family also, we have a little pickle ornament. And during Christmas, one of my parents would hide the pickle in the christmas tree Yep,
2: another italian tradition really yeah
1: i didn't know that and so then on either christmas eve or christmas morning whichever one of the kids would find the pickle first gets a special christmas gift so the christmas pickle is another spiller family tradition okay
2: um what is your favorite holiday christmas gift growing up what was your favorite christmas gift growing up
1: it's funny because i look back on all my christmases and i remember the time i spent with my family and with my brother Probably the best one was, I think, in fifth grade. or Maybe the most memorable. In fifth grade or around there, my family got our Wii console. Nice. Oh. So I got to spend the day playing Wii sports <laughs> against my brother and against my family. So I'd say the Wii probably just because it brought us together more as a family on that day.
0: Makes me feel old to say she got that when she was in fifth grade. Yeah, right. <laughs> Super old. <sighs>
1: around there. Might I'm have been earlier.
0: Yeah, it probably At least you were in grade. college, Kyle. I was in high school. I was in high school. I was graduating college when we came out. So, giving away our age here, giving away our age.
2: And last one, what's on your wish list this year?
1: On my wish list this year, my mom actually asked me, "What? What's the one thing that you want?" And I told her, "I need a new pair of jeans. (laughs) (laughs) My one good pair of jeans that aren't ripped are—they got ripped—and so now I need some good." Solid, dark wash jeans. Is so when you I come on
2: for. next time, we're going to ask you if you got what you wanted for okay, Christmas. Okay, for sure. I'll let you know. <laughs> Maybe you
0: wear the jeans the next time. <laughs> we'll let everybody know. All right, Cal. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. We really appreciate this. We wish you and the team uh, continued success.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being here.
0: As I mentioned, the women's basketball team is in action Friday morning, Education Day, the 12th annual Education Day game against Georgetown at 11 a.m., and then home again Monday against Davidson at 7 p.m. All right, coming up next, Mike, I believe you are sitting down with Ike Nweke from the men's basketball team, so take it away.
2: That's right. By the magic of podcasting, I'm here, and now I'm sitting with Ike Nweke, sophomore forward from the men's basketball team. Uh, Thanks for coming back, Ike.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: So, how's the season been going so far? Obviously, you know, your role has increased since last year. Um, What's it been like for you so far?
3: Uh, So far, it's just trying to just get adjusted to being in that starting role. Uh, Last year, I had opportunities to start, but then Pat started playing really well. And and me, like, uh, being a freshman, I I didn't really know the ins and outs of the offense. I didn't really know all the ins and outs of the defensive schemes and everything. But this year, I feel like it's going – pretty well for me in terms of like knowing where to be and knowing what to do um and in terms of my role i i feel like now it's more increased because i have to bring that energy that i brought last year all the time because last year I, w- I would play in spurts so i, w- I would bring it in spurts but now it has to be like a 40 minute type of thing now so just knowing that like my energy kind of dictates like how we go and 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 the and my teammates are always telling me that like that we go as I go. So, I mean, if I come out, like, with, like, not a lot of energy, the, the team's going to start off a little flat. So I have, I have to know that, like, I'm going to be the core of the energy and then the defense and the rebounding and all the type of things that kind of go into winning games.
2: What can you do to kind of manufacture that energy for 40 minutes? What are some things you're working on to kind of get
3: to that level? So, yeah, um, so, so pretty much I would say just staying in the game and knowing that, I do have a presence on the court, so I have to make that presence known in terms of offensive boarding, defensive boarding, not letting my man score, and being able to uh, distribute and score when needed.
2: Your game offensively is a little bit of like a throwback center. Growing up in D.C. and everything, you were able to watch some of those. Did you watch some of the, the Patrick Ewing's, the Alonzo Mornings, those classic 90s big men? I feel like your post moves are kind of built around that. Talk about the influence they've had on your game.
3: Um growing up around the DC area um Patrick Ewing was a name that was talked about for years and years and years he going to Georgetown I went to Georgetown prep um that was someone that I I I used to look up to in terms of like his physicality his effort his energy and his moves as well um and I kind of try and implement that as well as as well as adding my own kind of flair to it um. Uh. I just like being physical. I like being able to just body my man up and being able to just show that I'm the aggressor a lot of the times. Um. I also like being able to like face up and uh, and show that I have more of not only like a traditional game as well, but more of a mix of both new age and old school kind of ball.
2: You talked about the being more comfortable in the offense. What are some other things you're more comfortable with, and how has that helped you so far in the season?
3: Um uh I would say I'm I'm more comfortable in distributing the ball a lot more cuz last year I was reluctant to throw like a risky pass cuz I felt like if I would throw that then it w- I would put the team in a bad position because I wasn't really confident in my passing ability. I wasn't really confident in what I could do on the court all the time because you know being a freshman it's you know Coming from high school, being uh, uh, just being one of those guys, and and being the guy that people kind of count on, and then uh, uh, coming into college, where it's just like you already know that like you're on the bottom of the totem pole, and then there are already people who have worked for that spot. So, just uh, just my confidence level in in general has has just uh, picked up a lot because I'm 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 able to like see a lot of passes and see a lot of lanes to drive, see a lot of people to hit when they're wide open so i mean i feel like that has just kind of been like a maturation thing for me
2: so far we've had a lot of road games uh only two home games so far Mm -hmm. is that a good opportunity for you guys to develop chemistry on the road together uh off the court even as well as on the court
3: yeah yeah yeah, for sure um uh, i feel like having five freshmen it, it, it was definitely kind of scary to see how the team dynamic would change because losing three senior leaders last year and uh, a game going down it's like a lot of leaders had like left the uh, team and the program um but like having those five freshmen come in and they just automatically just blended with the team and they just fit in automatically and it was wild to see because it was like everybody's different in their own way and and now it's like I I was just assuming that they were all going to, like, kind of be shy a little bit and and shy away from, like, being in the team setting, but now we're all, like, best friends. And it's, like, that helps a lot because we always look for each other on the court. Um, Jack Forrest especially, he's one of my best friends. Um, He and I are always talking about, like, how we can change things, how we can get things better on the court, off the court. And it's, like, that's a testament to just, like, what we are as a team, and and uh, and how we really value each other on and off the court. So I'm really I'm really happy about that.
2: Switching gears, this is an interesting time for you guys. It's towards the end of the semester yeah. and getting ready for final exams. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you all balancing basketball, schoolwork, and getting ready for exams? And what's it like balancing all three of those things?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it's very challenging at times because having a road-heavy schedule, it kind of teaches everybody to have great 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 uh awareness of time and and how valuable the the little time that we have on the bus or in the hotel how valuable that is to like our success off the court as well um it's uh really really hard to tell sometimes because uh, uh because we're always smiling and jovial but like sometimes we really are going through it in terms of uh workload and and like how much we have going on on the court um but I mean, I feel like we're all prepared for it because we wouldn't be here if we weren't prepared for it, and we are meant for this. So I mean, I feel like we're all confident that we will be able to succeed off the court. But as of right now, just going through it, it's uh, very, very tough. Yeah. So I mean, I just got to stick through it together. Yeah.
2: What's your? What, how many exams do you have, and how many papers you have to write? Give us, give people an idea of what you have to do in this next couple weeks.
3: I have. Five exams and four papers. (laughs) 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 So I have to get two papers done um, by tomorrow, actually. Um, Have a paper due Tuesday, and then exams start next week, Thursday, for me. So it's uh, a lot. You feeling all right? (laughs) Uh, I'm not feeling too, too poorly. Um, uh, I was a little overwhelmed earlier this week. Uh, uh but i grounded last night so so i'm feeling a lot better now <laughs>
2: <laughs> and not to mention you got to watch film on brian <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that's like, going to
3: add it to the equation yeah. a little bit as well
2: um i think you guys your family has an interesting story now because your brother's yeah. running track at yale yeah. and your sister recently committed to play basketball mm-hmm. in princeton mm-hmm. that's three members of your family yeah. going to Ivy League school. Yeah. So how special is that for your family just to have that opportunity for you guys to have Division One athletes and get the Ivy
3: League degree? Uh, that is very, very special to n- not only me and my brother and sister, uh, uh, but to my parents uh, coming over from Nigeria as, as, uh, as immigrants, coming over here to partake in grad school and uh, get their graduate degrees and later on work here as well. They told me and my, and my and my siblings that like they didn't have the opportunity to go to Ivy League schools. They don't have Ivy League schools in Nigeria. They don't have as as great as educational systems there as well. And they were just like, since they didn't have the opportunity to, they want us to be better than them. So that was a big thing going into all of our decisions because we all had a lot of options, and and we realized that like, it's it's not really all about what what uh the what we can do for the sport, but what the sport can do for us in the long run. And that was the thing that kind of stuck with me because my dad had told me that, like, that uh, you can always say that you're a basketball player, but you can't always say that you're an Ivy League graduate. So that's kind of one thing that me and my brother, my sister kind of took from that, and we just realized that that's going to be something important for us going down later on in life, like, in terms of making connections and having having a future that we want to make it you know what i mean just kind of forming your own path in the world and this is going to be the start for that so i'm really excited about that and my and my brother and my sister's uh journeys as well
2: let's talk a little bit more about your parents too cuz yeah. i think it's an interesting tell tell us how they moved from nigeria to the united states and why they chose to move to the the dc area
3: yeah um well so my mom uh she she's a certified accountant um she went to school in nigeria uh graduated at 20 years old and then because she had older siblings that lived in America she was like i uh, i want to see what opportunities i may be able to get over here overseas for us or well for, for for her rather and um and she came over here and she went to drake university in iowa and she hated the cold <laughs> <laughs> and 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 she hated the cold and and she 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 liked the midwest but hated the weather so she wanted to come to the Northeast because, uh, uh, cause one of her sisters lived in Baltimore. So she lived in Baltimore for a little bit. And then she later on moved around the DC area. And, uh, that's where she met my dad and my dad uh, and, and um, at, um, at a, at a mutual friend's wedding. And my dad had to come over uh, a few years prior, um, be, to, to do grad school. And he went to a local, uh, college in Maryland. Um, and he did IT there, and my mom was majoring in accounting, and they just happened to meet, like, in the right place at the right (laughs) time, and, uh, lucky for you, yeah, and and lucky for me, the rest was history, and, uh, just being in the DMV area, that was an area that my dad had, like, spent a lot of time with, he had worked in D.C., worked in Virginia, and we ultimately moved to Maryland, um, so that was, like, a big thing for us because my mom wasn't really sure if she wanted to live in the Midwest or live in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So, sir so her her decision to go to that wedding kind of yeah. like sparked <laughs> everything for us. And uh, yeah, and and that's where where we are now. So yeah. Uh,
2: what was it like growing up with them? Obviously, they obviously it has to be a, a focus on academics yeah. with three Ivy Leagues. Yeah. You know, it'd be three kids going to Ivy League yeah. institutions. Uh, what was it like for them and how did they help you balance sports and, and academics?
3: Um, it was for me, it, it, there was always an emphasis on academics from the beginning. So uh, I remember I, I started playing competitive basketball in like sixth grade and my mom, my dad like told my coaches that like, he's going to be different than all the other kids on your team. Like, he is gonna be studying in the hotel sometimes. Like he's, he's not always gonna like not have something to do because yeah. they all because because a thing that my mom my dad always used to say that like an idle mind is is humans worst type of like fear I guess like like, like they just hated me not not like doing something constructive yeah. like like making the most of your time exactly yeah, exactly yeah. exactly and. And that was the thing that they kind of like told all my coaches from a young age that like he's going to be different. He's going to like he's going to be something special in this world. So that kind of like stuck with me knowing that, like, I am a smart individual. I am um, intelligent that, like, I, 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 I really have to use it, you know, and. And that kind of like stuck with me going to a pretty good middle school, going to one of the best high schools in the country and then coming to one of the best uh, universities in the country. And I kind of helped my brother, and my sister as well, because because my brother and I both went to the same high school and and, and now we're both at Ivy League. My sister went to a great high school as well. And now she's in an Ivy League as well. So just knowing that like academics is always going to be in the forefront and basketball or track or my or or my sister's case, basketball as well. That may lead us on a journey that we may want, and we can pursue that. But at the end of the day, the ball does stop bouncing, and the and 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 and, and for my brother's case, his knees are gonna give out at <laughs> one time in terms of track. But um, but you know, we will always have an education to fall back on, and that's the most important thing that my family and 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 me and my siblings do stress to 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 ourselves and to anybody who asks us that academics 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> well was it was it natural for you to was it easy for you to like pick up books and do extra work or yeah. did it come a little bit Did you have to work at it and it something you had to
3: develop well, I mean from a young age, my mom made me start reading books when I was four years old, so like i was i i, I was I was always in like accelerated classes, same with my brother and my sister we were always like inclined to like do math problems because my mom would like every Sunday she would have us like just random like like, like math problems and we do and we have like competitions in the house and wh- whoever would would get the most math problems right would be able to go to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so she had a lot of incentives to, to go with um that so I mean it, it, it was a really competitive culture and, and to this day, like my, my sister still tells us about like how Princeton was number one like two years ago in the world, and 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 I and I was competing with her and saying that Columbia is one of the best, and and we both just com- uh, and we both uh, just always 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 rag on <laughs> Yale, saying Yale isn't as good as Columbia or Princeton, and my brother just gets so mad about that. So it's just like that competitive culture from when we were younger, and just realizing that like that. It did come easier to us because my parents worked so hard, you know what I mean? And they were also smart as well. But the opportunities that they had weren't really presented to them in a way that we have now. So, I mean, just realizing that and knowing that, like, uh, that was a big thing for me, realizing that, like, I, I have a lot of opportunities that my parents don't have. So I should most definitely take advantage of it. All right,
2: we have time for one more thing. Holidays are coming up. Talk <laughs> about some of your favorite holiday traditions. We'll stick with the family
3: stuff. Favorite holiday traditions? Um, well, because I'm Nigerian, I don't really have a lot of Thanksgiving traditions. So, so all we did was just like just a, a really basic Thanksgiving. Uh, but for Christmas, we go all out. So it, it would probably be like so. So we always watch um, three movies the day before Christmas okay. on Christmas Eve. So we always watch drake and josh christmas (laughs) (laughs) we watch um uh home alone and we watch i think it was santa claus no Santa Paws, I remember that <laughs> Santa Paws because my little sister used to love that movie when when she was younger. So it was Santa Paws, like with the little dogs, yeah. and they were, uh, yeah. So so it was it was Santa Claus, but 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 Santa Claus had dogs instead of reindeer. So we so we always watch that every Christmas, and that is starting to get on my nerves now because I hate it so much. <laughs> But those are like some 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 big traditions, and then and then of course on Christmas we have like forty people at my house because my mom's one of ten, my dad's one of nine, wow. so, we have, so, so we have a really big family. So 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 we always have family come over early, and we start eating at like eleven a.m. <laughs> and don't stop till like oh, whenever people just get tired or fall asleep <laughs> or go into food comas or whatever. Yeah. You're
2: gonna be able to get home for Christmas this year. Or yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there is sure. a break between Colgate and. Yeah, uh, home games. Um, so that's good. You could be, be with family. Yeah. Um what's what's on your Christmas wish list this year?
3: <sighs> Christmas wish list. Um I don't to be honest, I'm not really I honestly have all the things that I could really ask for right now, but one thing that I would say if I could get I hope my mom is listening to this. <laughs> um, I would definitely want those new Nike shoes that can lace themselves, like with the – The Back to the Future yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love those. My friend just got a pair, and he sent me so many videos. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I want to try them yeah. so bad. I just want to try them. I don't even really, like, need to have them. Yeah. I want to try them on and see how they feel right, to play so in a game auto-lacing room. shoes for Ike for yeah. Christmas.
2: That would – would that be what? what is your favorite Christmas gift growing up? Do you have one?
3: Favorite Christmas g- gift growing up had to have been. Um, I got so I was like a really, really big sneakerhead back in the day, so I would say, um, the LeBron 10 Canary Diamonds, those so were my favorite shoes. shoes ever, yeah, toes, yeah, toy, not toys or anything like that. It's no, those were my favorite shoes ever, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those are my favorite shoes and my favorite present ever, so those, yeah.
2: So it all ties in. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we'll have to get you back on. We'll find out if you got him for Christmas. For sure. Everybody know. Thank you. Ike, thanks for taking some time. Good luck this weekend, and good luck on finals. Thank we'll you very having you soon. Me. Thank you. Once again, that was Ike Nweke. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode before we break for the holidays. So thanks for listening. Once again, the men are at Bryant Friday, December 6th at 7 p.m., and then they play at Duquesne Monday, December 9th at 7 p.m., you can go to GoColumbiaLions.com for more information on how to follow the games and get all your news and notes from there. The women have Education Day on Friday morning at 11 a.m. against Georgetown. And then they're also home on Monday where they'll play Davidson at 7 o'clock. That's also December 9th. So the men and women are playing on the same days but in different locations. Uh, for tickets for those two home games and all basketball games, visit GoColumbiaLions.com tickets or call 888-LIONS-11. And if you haven't signed up for ESPN Plus, you should definitely do that. You can get the bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, But packages for ESPN Plus standalone start at $4.99 per month and $49.99 annually. So once again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.